I will not start producing for fiat. I, I don't want to go this road. I want to be Bitcoin art for Bitcoin community for Bitcoin, nothing else. The fiat is not important for me. This is the Bitcoin Muse, and I'm Clay Enos. This week, Adam Cadman, a fine artist who is as accomplished with a pencil as he is running a laser cutter to make his incredibly detailed and mathematically precise sculptural artworks. Those latter pieces, done in series, and painstakingly designed, cut, painted, and gilded are mesmerizing to see in person. Reminiscent of ornamentation established from earliest antiquity, his Bitcoin mandalas and Bitcoin religions are layered high-relief totems evoking Bitcoin's clock-like beauty, its perennial mysteries, and embody a notion we fully embrace here at the Bitcoin Muse that a Renaissance 2.0 is upon us. Reading some of his own words from his website, his unapologetic commitment to his artistic mission is clear. Through the process of exploring the Bitcoin rabbit hole, he found his path as an artist. Due to his hatred of the banking system and censorship and his predestination to create art, he fully dedicated his time and energy to working in that direction. He's never felt more confident in the path he is headed in now to contribute to the Bitcoin community in the best way possible, through his art. Be sure to visit this episode's dedicated webpage at thebitcoinmuse.com or the show notes for links to all of Adam's online efforts and galleries of his work. I can't stress enough how important it is to share this podcast with the world. I don't exactly do a ton of pushing my stuff on anyone, so any amplification of my tweets go a long way to helping this message get out there. Reposting of the episode on Twitter, Nostra Rivero, is appreciated. And as always, if you're listening on a podcasting 2.0 app like Fountain or Breeze, you should know that 10% of all those streams and boosts split to help OpenSats fund Bitcoin and other free and open source projects. So... Adam and I took some time to chat before recording, both to establish a bit of trust and to figure out the parameters of maintaining his anonymity. As is now de rigueur, I later found a spot to drop in where we were discussing the speed of technological advance and the Y2K phenomenon that many fretted at the turn of the millennium. Enjoy. I think we forget how much the world has changed in the last 23 years. Oh, for sure. I can imagine that much of what was being spread as information or about the Y2K problem, which was a computer science problem, would have been blown out of proportion. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Given what we know today, that nothing seems to happen without 8,000 hot takes, 7,999 of them are completely insane. <laughs> yeah. Except ours. Yes. And the changings become faster with every year. Very true. We can imagine how it will be in 10 years or 15 years. It will be nothing like this. Yeah, you're right. I, I run optimistic, so I'm hopeful it'll be better. I'm hopeful too. But there's obviously big changes in global scale. And of course, Bitcoin seems to be the life raft. Yes, this is why I focus so much time and energy of my life in Bitcoin direction, because I just don't see any other way. It's like the only thing that can save humanity to preserve some sovereignty and decentralized way of thinking, not so centralized. 
So would you consider yourself optimistic? In the end, maybe yes. I'm not sure I will leave the times when the things will start to change for good. But because I know before it starts to be some uplifting, it will be really dark. And I just don't know how fast the things will turn out. What role do you see your art playing in this transition? If we talk about Bitcoin, I just hope the technology will stay more or less the way it is now. Because I'm sure the governments, in one point, will want to take control over it. And the main part for us, the little Satoshis all over the world, is to not allow to make any cardinal changes to the code. Because I think this is the only way that will give us some space to breathe. Interesting. I like little Satoshis giving us space to breathe. That's really beautiful. Yes, because we all know the CBDCs and that every government, however small it is, it wants just to control the people. And on the top, there's uh, corruption and deep state, lies, and every time the normal people pays the price. If you possess two, like the Bitcoin, you can be as sovereign as possible because nobody can say you what to buy, how to invest. There's no time limit of your money. It won't expire or something. The main part for the future, I think, is the fight that people don't allow any changes any cardinal changes to the Bitcoin software because I think it will be inevitable to emerge at some point from some state or something. Yeah, having lived through the block size wars, I feel pretty good that we're yes, we know how to fight this. Yes, this was one test, but in the future, I think every just turned out to me that maybe every every nation, every country. We want to include its own version of Bitcoin blockchain just for their territory. And maybe there will be some war between nations and the people that liking the version of Bitcoin of some other nation will migrate to them to immigrate to, to this country. But I don't know. It's just something that I turn out to me that maybe it's possible. Yeah, I'd have to leave that to far more technically minded people. Yes, me too. Yeah, <laughs> though you obviously have a deep command of the technical aspects of Bitcoin because so many, whether it's the numerological aspects, things like that, that's deeply woven into your work. Uh, yes, I try to incorporate as much as possible of the Bitcoin characteristic into my work. But for me, is maybe just the tip of the iceberg. I use just tip of the iceberg for as, as information, as numbers, because uh, I want to engage even the normal people that just heard about Bitcoin. 
to see this surface. And if they make connection and it turns out to be interesting for them to go from there and start studying more deeply the rabbit hole. Tell me more about that, because I'm a big believer that art is a persuasive tool. So tell me a little more about this idea that you have. I can say personally for me, when I found out, found out that uh, this connection of the numbers 3, 6 and 9 that are so deeply connected into the being of the Bitcoin technology, it was so fascinating to see this. I still have on my computer this spreadsheet of the, all the halvings, how many Bitcoins are mined during each halving, how many left, how many halvings, the years, everything. And all this leads to 369. And from that point, I just uh, got goosebumps and felt that uh, there's something, something really strong behind the technology's whole. There is no, not just some thought of someone or team of people. There is something really deep into it. And I once, in, with my artworks, with maybe every artwork, not from the beginning, but with Bitcoin religion and the other series of, uh, of the blocks I made, maybe I, um, I knew I want to include this connection between numbers. The Fractal Encrypt was the first artist that incorporated this type of connections and was I was mind blown and I just love his art. Also, he's an awesome man. I was in touch with him before he made his big sales with the note and he was so res responsive to my questions because I was in a stage of... Uh, looking for a machine because initially I didn't have a machine maybe we start from the middle of the story but yeah at some point I was able to make the money to take small machine and I was contact with him because I was following his work he was so nice and helpful to guide me to the process to tell me what to search what things to follow. He's a lovely person. I got to meet him in Austin and eventually we'll speak with each other, but he is very, very careful not to violate his principles. If he were to sniff me out to be disingenuous, to not be true, a true Bitcoiner, he'll never talk to me. <laughs> so I'm glad that he was kind to you, but it's obvious that you too are a real Bitcoiner. I have to prove myself a little more. Yeah. I can imagine, yeah. He's a character for sure. I hope I can meet him some someday. I make a present for him, the one panel. I gifted to him because he helped me a lot in my first... In fact, he was the guy that introduced me to Scarcity. He re reached out to me and because we've been in touch beforehand and say, you know, we are this group. We're looking for artists. I enjoy your work. Maybe I can say some word about you. And Fractal was the, the guy that introduced me to Scares. My first uh, introduction to Scares was in Miami 21. And it was several weeks before the conference in Miami. 
this thing with Fractal happened and at this point I was working on my first Bitcoin religion panel and he saw it and he write to me and when he suggested I was like uh, mind blown and I didn't even have uh, were finished the artwork and I need to finish it fast I was working until uh, 11 p.m. midnight just to make the final touches and to send it as fast as possible for the conference it was a big journey and in the end my artwork didn't arrive at time DHL messed up and my panel was with the customs and there's maybe empty wall in the Miami I'm not sure and it was a big hit for me because it at one point I was on the in the skies from happiness and such and in the other moment I was like oh, it didn't arrive but the auction happened and it was sold nevertheless and so I was uh, I was happy in the end but it was uh, quite a job wow that's great that's a great story yeah it was a lot of tension and I was in constant uh, conversation with the post office service with DHL with uh, the third parties I I want to sue them at one point because this was a really big big for me step and they all messed up. Yeah, it's still a fiat world after all. Yes, yes, yes. It needed to be in third days. In third days, there it was in six or seven days, and in the end, it arrived just at the end of the conference. Everybody were gone, and they say say me relax it's there and i was what why is there somebody took it i don't know his name they told me some name and i say i don't know him <laughs> this is not the guy that need to be <laughs> receiver of the of the panel and i contacted fractal and he make back the way to the to the conference and make the panel by himself and send him to the owner of the to the winner and at this point he received my love forever and i promised him i will make some a bitcoin religion panel for him but in the end the beer market hit and it become really expensive for me to send artworks to us you know how it stinks in eastern europe it's not so not so big, uh, I'll say, the standard is not so high. And in fact, for me to send uh, something to US is like half of the, even bigger for the half, for the lowest income in payment, minimal wage. It's a lot for, for sending from here. And I sent him uh, something smaller but unique one mechanical sculpture i'll never make mechanical sculptures before but i was so inspired from him uh, with his note and i make him some uh, mechanical sculpture to him and it will be the only one i will never make again something like it just like a thank you for all he's done i really love that yeah it's really sweet and it's well 
Well, that's the story of a fellow artist inspiring you. And I've noticed in your Twitter feed, you're very generous to retweet and you seem to be getting inspiration from lots of Bitcoin artists. Uh, is that your main connection to the other artists? The Twitter? Yeah, Twitter, Noster, whatever it is. Yes, for sure, Twitter. I make Twitter because the Bitcoin community. I don't have in Twitter any of my surroundings. Nobody in my real life know that I'm Adam Cadmon. This is not my real name. Uh, it's just a name. Even very little people know what I'm working on. And in my Twitter, there is only Bitcoin community people and following. And this is my main connection with them. I have Nostr and I'm looking forward to migrate to it, but it's too early for me, maybe. I don't know. Just using Twitter for now. Nevertheless, the changes that if you're not paying subscriber, you're something like shadow band. But I'm still there. You and me both. I have in my bio the Nostro key if someone want to get it listen to the podcast and want to make the connection feel free to find me in Nostro. i'm looking forward to migrate there but maybe it will happen naturally i don't want to push things just because the the feeling take me back to the day you were creating something. Your bio says as much that you have always been an artist. You studied fine arts in high school or maybe further. What was the moment when you said, I have to make Bitcoin art? Yes, this is maybe the genesis of my journey. When I finished my art education, it was 2016, I went to live in the capital. I, find, I met my girlfriend and she was going to the capital to study jazz singing and I just went with her and wanted to start something new. At this point, I start my Etsy shop and start producing, at first, some handmade art, like from different materials, even epoxy resin, clay, pyrography, everything, just mixed. At one point, I figure out that it will be easier to make something like laser art that will have the file and can make uh, several things like a series, everything the same. At this point, I didn't have machine. I make the designs of different boxes related to some TV series or, or games and such. I make the design use third parties to cut the pieces and I make them at home. At one point, they're starting to be have problem with intellectual properties because I make uh, like a fan art for different games and movies. And Etsy shut down the, the listings. And at this time, I already knew about Bitcoin, find some people that uh, are interested in, was in some forums about Bitcoin, start learning about it. And I found uh, this platform Open Bazaar. It was 2018, 2019. 
it was a decentralized platform for goods buy and sell with Bitcoin. And at this point, I was uh, disturbed about this censorship and centralized Etsy working. And I said, why not sell my goods in this open bazaar through Bitcoin? But at this point, I didn't believe that someone will spend their Bitcoin. You know, I thought that Bitcoin is so valuable that the people will not want to separate with it for some some box or some some lamp or some fan art but i just uh, i make a shot make some listings specifically for bitcoin like bitcoin box bitcoin lamp and i just list them there and with surprise i found that there is some people that are willing to spend their bitcoin for such items and I made uh, two or three sales at this platform related to Bitcoin, Bitcoin stuff. And I was so euphoric that when I shipped the things, shipped the box, I was handwriting some letter that was so thankful note to the buyer. I expressed all my feelings. I said, I know Bitcoin, how valuable it is. I'm so grateful that you choose my work to spend on. And uh, and yeah, at this point, I, I changed my viewing and I understand that there is people that are willing to support the whole system, the distribution among people. And at this point, I focused more into Bitcoin sphere. I start learning, uh, watching uh, YouTube videos and uh, just go deeper into the rabbit hole of the whole thing. And at some point I decide the things I made for Bitcoin, for the Bitcoin community, I will never make these things for the fiat community. And the money in the return that I want for my work it will be only in Bitcoin. And there is a test uh, just before the beer market hitting on 40 something K. One peer for the community wanted uh, a Bitcoin panel, a religion panel, and said to me that he don't want to spare his uh, Bitcoin and maybe he can pay with credit card for the panel. And I refuse. Because I remembered how I start with the whole journey. How I don't want to step back from my initial thoughts about I make this for the Bitcoin community and I will take for this only Bitcoin. At the point where the Bitcoin community don't like my work or, or don't want to pay the price for it, I will just stop producing it. I will not start producing for fiat or maybe first Ethereum, then some shitcoin, then fiat. I, I don't want to go this road. I want to be Bitcoin art for Bitcoin community for Bitcoin, nothing else. The fiat is not important for me. Yeah, that's cool. I love the thank you notes. I wish I could read one of those today. I think that would be really great to see. Somebody's got it, hopefully. But I think that gratitude shows in your work still. I think you, 
whether you recognize it or not, I certainly do. There's this deep gratitude for Bitcoin and the people and the community. That might be because you're far away from maybe the, the big epicenter of things over here in Bitcoin Miami or Nashville or Austin, but it's in there. And, and the idea that you would name your pieces Bitcoin religion or mandalas that are also deeply spiritual. Yeah, about the, the Bitcoin religion, uh, I told you that uh, it was uh, really express work to finish it and send it to Miami. And at that time, I didn't have even have a name of the art, artwork. And Chris just passed me the submission form and I needed to <laughs> make some title. And in fact, it was like an arc form. It was something that reminded me of, of the churches, religion and such things. And I just slap this Bitcoin religion uh, name on it. It's not like because I think that Bitcoin is somehow connected to the religion itself because it's something very different. It's not trust verify its, uh, its way. So it's just something that went naturally. I didn't talk so much about it. And it will be strange to change it after the first sale because it, uh, it's a series after all. And it's not bothering me <laughs> to be Bitcoin religion, but it's not something uh, deeply thought, thought about it. No, I love that. That's great. That's even more fun, actually. A happy accident, we might call it. Yeah, yes. And still, in this day, I can't figure out some better name. It's just Bitcoin religion for me. <laughs> well, great. And of course, the idea still rings true. The same profundity that religious people bring to their faith, I think, works for Bitcoin because there is a ton to explore and there is meaning in Bitcoin. It's apropos. Yeah. Yes. Earlier in our conversation, you were talking about reaching people who weren't necessarily Bitcoiners, that art could potentially reach those people too. Yes. Have you had that experience at all, or is it still pretty focused on Bitcoiners? In Twitter, no. In real life, I have these conversations with people that even some of the cases I show what I've done for like art. But in every case, the people just need to be ready. At some point, I showed my, like some Bitcoin religion panel to someone that are not Bitcoiner. And he just say, cool, it's beautiful. And that's it. He's not asking questions. What is this? What is that? So at the end, the person needs to be ready. The, the soil needs to be prepared. For the dive. It's not like maybe I'm not at this level that I would just create something and some completely random people that didn't heard about Bitcoin to, to see it and to start looking for it, read about it. Well, I think that's okay too, especially in a bear market. I feel like your art or a lot of people's art helps us at a kind of what is uh, Aladdin's Twitter handle is Bitcoin Life Raft, that art keeps us afloat and keeps us inspired and keeps our eye on the prize. Yeah, 
yes it's hard yeah for the beer market it's my second beer market maybe i needed to listen the signal to the community in uh bitblock boom and uh, start producing some smaller panels but in the end i end up with the big ones once again and I understand some artists that during these times are just creating and save their work and just improving and save for the better times and then just release to the market. But in my case, I thought, I don't know, I, I just feel it this way. To be constantly producing without worrying the price. At this point, I think in 10k i will be producing dart nevertheless and we will be applying to the conference and showing my work in 5k also and 3k also i'm not sure it will be smart <laughs> yeah well i think there's a distinctive difference between most artists and the ruthless world of art business yes and i appreciate your purity around creating regardless of price. And I gathered that from reading what you had written in your bios, that this is going to be your life. This is your life right now. Your passion and what you've just said is so obvious. I would love for you to just riff on that a little bit, on how Bitcoin is your guiding light yeah, about uh, that I chose the already to the Bitcoin path. At this point, it's still strange to me because I'm not absolutely sure that Bitcoin will last to the end of my life or even in five years because we see how fast everything evolves, the technology evolves, the situation worldwide evolves. And I imagine that I can... Someday just wake up and see that Bitcoin just didn't make it. And at this point, I ask myself if I will be sorry about all this time, already five years, constantly investing my not only money and energy, but time in this sphere, in this direction. And the answer is... I will not be sorry because I learned so much things around Bitcoin. I learned about economy. I learned what is money, what is the situation in the finance, whole banking system is one big scam. These things were never interesting to me. I know there were some troubles there, but I never was so interested in uh, learning in depth about all these issues and now if bitcoin doesn't make it i will not sorry for the time i'm sure after bitcoin if it failed it will be another idea that will be born from its ashes and the powerful thing more powerful than the blockchain or the bitcoin itself is the idea behind it and the idea will flourish. We will always be life in, if not in all of the Bitcoiners, in majority of, of them, for sure. 
and this is something that can be stopped it will all, always prevail in my in my view and i can imagine i would just forget about everything sorry about it and just go and start living my life back into the fiat world that's awesome it's also one of the more i don't know maybe i don't want to say pessimistic but do you have real doubts that bitcoin might not make it i live my life like in the most certain thing like the sun will rise tomorrow i'm sure of it in 99 percent this is my rule i'm never 100 percent in something and in bitcoin maybe it's 98. i like that that's just one percent different yeah. <laughs> than the sun rising tomorrow okay so i'm gonna move you back into the optimistic camp Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the Bitcoin is just slightly less certain than the sun rising. Feels pretty good. Yes, yes. I, I, I like to feel like this way. So I chose this, this number. I like it. All right, great. And then we've been talking very philosophically. And I've seen on your Twitter that you live a, a very simple life. And the only thing you seem to own is a laser cutter. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about your process. What is your day like? Where does your head go? What's on your playlist? Can you paint a picture for us of what it's like to be in your workshop? Unfortunately, I work in my workshop. The laptop there is my 10 years old laptop that I bought with my payment for three months of uh, labor eight years ago. Uh, three months I worked for this laptop and in the end I bought it. And in the following two, three years, I just playing computer games on it. And I said, worth it. These three months, it's totally worth it. But now I am still, still using it, but because it's already old, I just can run only the program for my laser cutter and nothing else. So I'm not even listening music or something. Can't open my browser and such. Just this light program running. So I, I listen to the, the birds. I'm living outside of the city and I'm listening natural sounds. Uh, when have a lot to do, I'm almost eight hours in this workshop. I just go outside to eat, to make something different that I need to feed the animals. Just before we start the conversation, I feed the dog, the cat and the neighbor's cat. Because the neighbors, uh, they, how to say, leave their cat here and go back to the city already for a month or so and I need to feed their cat also. I watering down the, the garden, growing tomatoes, cucumbers, cucumbers, right? Yeah, cucumbers. Yes, yes. Uh, this uh, village life. In this area, I don't see much people, only Sunday, Saturday. And... I go back to the city from time to time to send some packages to the post office to buy groceries. This is my life for now. Little isolated. 
Yeah, I like it though. You're like a a monk, a Bitcoin monk. Yeah, little. I think there's another artist actually who calls himself that. Yes, yes. I I remember. So as you are in this environment, you're making series of works. You have a very strict plan for each edition and numbered sequences. How much time is dedicated towards making the things that you intend versus coming up with new ideas? It's happened naturally. I don't put in the back of my mind that after this artwork, I need to start thinking new project and such. No, it's just some natural process. Sometimes I just sit in front of my computer and start making some changes to the next piece of the series because every piece is with slightly different variation of the design. And I just get the inspiration to start something whole new and start something new then leave it and then maybe in two or three months I get back to it and start recreating some of the parts. It's constantly evolving situation there. It's not like I sit down, make something new in the following weeks or month and then it's finished. No, it's always something to change, something to add. And after it's done, I make everything in 2D in vector program, but it become real mess with the lines. So in the end, I just to be sure that everything is exactly how I imagine it, I use 3D program like 3D Max to render out the whole design to see if I'm not messed up something along the way. There I make the changes of the of the colors and when I am happy I send out the vectors to my laptop down there. <laughs> well that's pretty cool. And so there's two very different well almost three when I look on your website you have almost Beaux-Arts goddess like almost Gustav Klimt feeling works you have this deeply detailed pencil drawings and this laser-cut wood sculptures. You're really a jack-of-all-trades, we would say. Do you find yourself trying to decide what medium to work in? Um, no. I love to try all kinds of techniques. About this prince of Gustav Klimt, it was the early days of the AI and uh, I just wanted to try it out and make some uh, Bitcoin saucers there. Now, this is not so interesting for me. The AI evolved so fast that I don't feel urgent to uh, sit down and try it again because I know in one month it will be even more sophisticated and even more uh, good. This is something that pushed me back for a while, but it was interesting for me in the beginning. About the different medium, I've tried almost everything as an artist. Even back when I was at school, I was drawing, I was doing pyrography, sculpture, wood carving, 
this laser art is whole different level, a lot of different mindset is needed to make such art. Nothing like uh, 2D media, even the, the sculpture is really different from the laser arting. And yeah, I am not uh, focused only on one thing, but the laser art for now is my most interesting one to pursue. I now understand how you found Bitcoin. You have a natural curiosity and you seem to follow it aggressively. Yes. It's nice to see. It's nice to hear you talk about it. Yeah, we can say it. Yeah. I also doing... Uh, Back in the days, I was doing uh, stained glass, mural arts, mosaics, all different mediums. In the AI piece, you know, I have an interview with a guy named Hack Zero, and he and I have been communicating since our conversation. And the other day, he sent me a work of art that he had made, but he had made it himself rather than using the AI, because the AI couldn't do it, and uh, he does not have an art background. And I thought it was really cool that he had made so many JPEGs through the computer that he finally kind of got the courage to make something for himself. And I wonder if AI is going to become that kind of thing for people. It's going to reach people who aren't traditionally artistic and give them a reason to render something for themselves. Oh, for sure, yeah. The AI is very inspiring, especially this uh, with rendering images. It's become really viral. A lot of people try it out. Even those that are not interested in art specifically, they just wanted to create something to see what will come out from their thoughts about something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm hopeful. I've played with it a little bit, but not too much. I like the idea that maybe new voices will be inspired to create for themselves. That everyone looks at it right now with a fear or criticism. But if the secret sauce of the thing is to inspire people to make for themselves, then this Renaissance 2.0 is going to be unbelievably new voices are going to be heard and seen. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I feel what you, if you want to say, when these AIs came to the scene, there is naturally these art people were against it because it's like they will have uh, less work. They make. Uh, such beautiful scenes that they will never make. But you can see it like a natural way of happening the things that AI came to push the people, not only the artistic community, but all the people to start thinking about making something that just out of the box, that something is not possible for the AI to create. And maybe this push for the impossible, the whole new to the ground zero way of thinking will be the born of the this Renaissance 2.0. Maybe we need this. And maybe taking this idea further, what if Bitcoin is 
a similar thing where those who are deeply invested in the current financial system react to it with criticism and fear and try and get rid of it. But in fact, it just wins them over because it is, I don't know, we, it becomes this new base layer for the Renaissance and not just a creative Renaissance, but for all humanity. Maybe there's a similar track there that new technologies are always met with criticism. But as people wake up, they realize, wait a minute, it's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, for sure. It was the same with, uh, with the camera, with everything. The people, the artists were so against the, this technology with the camera. At the beginning, say the true art is like painting with brushes. And this camera is like cheating. You're just shooting something in the real world that uh, just freeze and it was downlooked. And in the beginning, it wasn't even an art, but with time, photography was uh, make it to the art sphere. Now it's uh, officially art. If you ask people, everybody will tell that photography is art. The same was with uh, then with the softwares, the, the Photoshop, the 3D renderings. At the beginning, it was not looked as art, but with time it evolved. And there is uh, collages that are just art. Maybe it will be the same with yeah. So yeah, Bitcoin will, will look at it the same way. Can't hold it in my hand. All the same critiques that people are accustomed to money in a certain way. Yes, yes, absolutely. I wonder if it's going to take a hundred years. I'm sure it will not take hundred years. It's so accelerated everything. The day itself, I wake up and in the next moment I need to go to sleep. So maybe 10 years, 15 and everything will be really different in my opinion. And I believe or I want to believe that Bitcoin will be a part of this change. Yeah, great, great. Well, look, Adam, I know it's getting late over there, and I think we have a lot of nice little vignettes of conversation here to let people have a better understanding of you, of your art, of your process, and of your spirit. And I'm more intrigued than ever to see what emerges from your creative discipline. Thank you, man. It will be hard work for you to... <laughs> work on this uh, conversation, but it's just the way it goes. <laughs> don't worry. I needed to try to make it easier for you. Sorry. No, don't worry. You were terrific. And I think it's worth the time. The same way we were talking about AI giving voice to non-artists, I think it's really important for me to give voice to Bitcoin artists. And if it requires a little bit of editing and tightening up, it is my pleasure and my duty to do so. I, I enjoyed also this conversation with you. I was sure it will be really beautiful talk. And uh, I enjoyed myself really big time. There you have it. Be sure to follow Adam on Noster, Twitter, and to check out his website. All those links are in the show notes. Thanks to my brother for the music. Thanks to you for listening and sharing, hopefully. And thanks to Adam Cadman 
for sharing his time, energy, and sincerity with the Bitcoin muse. Onward. <laughs>